Hey, this is John Legadakis of johnlegadakis.com and I want to thank you for joining me on this podcast. This podcast is a live recording of an interview I do each week with other internet marketers, personal development and business leaders where we talk about how we can better promote our products and services online, get more traffic and make more sales. I hope you get a lot out of today's recording. Welcome to the podcast, everyone. It's great to have you here. Thank you so very much for joining us. I have a special guest with us today. I have with us Paul Morgan. Welcome, Paul. Welcome. Nice to be here. Let me tell you all a bit about Paul. So Paul is the owner of Plan to Profit. He's a longtime serial entrepreneur turned successful business plan consultant. Paul's business ownership career started in the early 1990s with the launch of a successful clothing store and restaurant. And throughout the decades to follow, Paul's been involved with and owned several businesses or hundreds of businesses he's been involved in at an advisory level. Even now, he's still involved with six different businesses, including Plan to Profit, which we'll be talking about today. So, Paul, to get us started, tell us, so we can learn a bit about, about you, Paul, the person, Tell us a bit about yourself, like growing up years, formative years, where did you grow up, what was family life like for you, etc.? I was born in in Ontario, Canada, and uh, grew up in a little town called Oakville, and then in my very formative years moved to uh, the Niagara Peninsula. My parents were both teachers, so I had the summers off, so we'd spend the summers up in the Lake District of Ontario, which was uh, very pleasant. When I, I was hated school, I didn't do well in school, and I used to look forward to the summers because in the summertime, I would hop on a bus and go up to the Lake District and work up there in the resorts where I had a great sort of learning experience, both life and in, and in business. Upon graduating from my secondary school, I tried university, didn't do well at that. So I picked up and I moved to Canada's capital, uh, Ottawa because I knew somebody there, and I uh, worked there for a couple of years as a real estate agent. One year I was rotten, and one, one year I was absolutely amazing, and I made money, and I decided to go back to school, and because I liked hospitality so much, I went through a hospitality course at a college. Graduated top of the class, uh, did extremely well with that, and upon graduation, I got my first job, which was the manager of a resort. And I worked in the resort business for a couple of years, uh, I then moved to Toronto, uh, Ontario's capital, and I worked in the restaurant business for five years as a manager, assistant manager, all that stuff, so I learned the trade. And then I got a call one day, and uh, someone invited me back into the resort business, and it was in western Canada, up in the mountains. So I broke the news to my wife that we were going to move from downtown Toronto to the top of a mountain, and we were going to uh, operate a hotel on top of, on top of this mountain and ski resort. And it was accessible by gondola nine months of the year. So it was nothing but snow everywhere. I stayed there for a couple of years. And then I got a job offer to uh, start a resort down in the main area called Banff, which is a world-class destination. And over the next couple of years, I opened up a number of different resorts for a number of different companies and sort of gained a reputation as somebody who could help somebody uh, open, fix resorts. That then took me to, um, to Ontario. I had a contract there. And when I was there, uh, my wife and I looked at each other and said, maybe we, we should stop. So I stopped uh, being a consultant and uh, 
started to open up some businesses. And I'm, in the next 10 years, we opened up a couple of restaurants in the clothing store, did that. And then one day I got a call from some ailing parents down in Niagara. They said they needed some help. So we packed everything up, sold all our businesses and moved to Niagara. And uh, for the first year or so, I did absolutely nothing. And then my wife looked at me one day and said, Paul, you got to do something. So I said, okay, well, let's get back into that sort of consulting business that you used to do before. And I started to do that. And in the process realized, and I'd always been aware of this, that uh, there was a real sort of void in the marketplace for business planners. And that people failed in business because they didn't have the right tools to start with. They didn't, they didn't have a right sort of strategy to start. And that was the birth of Plan to Profit. And here we are 10 years later. And Plan to Profit is now a real going concern. I've uh, got a couple of employees who are both relatives of mine, and we sit here in Niagara and we do business plans for, for people right across North America and sometimes other parts of the world. Mm -hmm. Great, great. So you've been going for about 10 years. It's interesting how things evolved for you over the years. Plan to profit. I mean, the name is pretty self-explanatory. I mean, I'm, I mean, how you got the name Plan to Profit. Paul, why do you think that a lot of people don't actually plan? Because, you know, there's that saying, isn't there? If you, if you don't, uh, I forget how it goes. Um, actually, I've forgotten the actual yeah. thing. If you, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. Okay, great. That's the one. Thank yeah. you. So why is it that most people, when they're going into a business, and we're talking about a lot of people, especially if they're starting a brick and mortar business, they're investing a lot of money in that business, why is it that a lot of people don't plan? Because they're stupid. You know, it's as simple as that, is that, is that if somebody's gonna go on holiday, you don't just grab the kids, throw them in the back of the station wagon and start driving. <laughs> you know, you don't do that. If you do that, you're, you, you have no idea. Am I supposed to bring skis? Am I supposed to bring a swimsuit? You know, am I gonna be gone for three weeks? Or am I gonna be gone for three days? You know, I mean, everybody knows that you have to do it. I think they're intimidated by the business planning process itself because that really is self-discovery and it really and it involves work and it's very good training for a for an entrepreneur because it it, it teaches them that they've got to have the discipline in which to put together this plan or this strategy to get their business open and most people who go into business don't have that discipline and it then shows because they then fail. They then fail. And it's, and it's, and it, it's, it's, it's very obvious. You know, the question you're asking, why don't they? It's because it's work. I think that is the main reason. And also it's going to expose them for who they really are and expose them for what they don't know. And people hate that. You know, I hate that. I, I hate when someone, you know, shows that I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. You know, it really makes you feel, it makes you feel a little bit odd. It makes you feel uncomfortable, right? Mm. But if you're going to spend your money, you better, you better be prepared to put in the time and put in the work. Yeah. And we're talking about a lot of people too that, that do fail. I mean, uh, I mean, I've heard some percentages like with, within the first five years, 85% of businesses that start up fail. Is that, do you find that's correct or what, what kind of numbers are you seeing? The percentages are correct. The vocabulary is wrong. Okay. The business never fails. The owner fails. 
the business, the floors never, never let you down. The walls don't let you down. The products don't, don't let you down. Nobody lets you down. The POS machine does, doesn't let you down. The marketing doesn't let you down. No, the owner lets, lets himself down. And so you are absolutely correct. And, and it's not surprising because most people are going into business and they're not schooled in it. You know, I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna become a golfer, you don't just go out and play on the tour. You know, you got to go out and you got to practice, and you got to get a coach, and you got to get a trainer, and you got to be physically fit. You got to be mentally fit. You look at you look at all the great business people, and you see there's a common thread that is woven through all of them, and that is that they always had a coach. They always looked after themselves physically. They always looked, they always, you know, they always made sure that their family was first. You know, all those things were all in line. And for some reason, somebody go, goes into business and they go into business with an idea. They don't go into business with a concept. And that's why they fail. And that I would say, other than being undercapitalized, you know, going into business without a, without a fully developed concept is the killer. Mm. Do you understand? I mean, when I say that, yeah, well, that that's that was going to be my next question, Paul. I, and I don't think it's it's not necessarily complicated, is it? What we're talking about, and and what are what are the what is a fully developed concept? Yeah, okay. An idea is, and we'll just use the restaurant business for example. An idea is, I want to open up a breakfast lunch restaurant. Okay, great. Way to go, Bob. You know, I'm hey, I'm really I'm for you. A concept is I want to open up a restaurant that is that is on 15 Apple Lane or in that area. It's got it's about 1,700 square feet. It's going to have 30 seats. It's going to have 12 stools. The walls are going to be green. There's going to be brick on the in the back. It's going to be an open concept kitchen. We're going to sell very few menu items, but we're going to do them really well. We're going to do omelets and pancakes and you know, and the staff are going to be on roller skates and the music is going to be 50s and whatever. That's a concept. And mm-hmm. I use this line every day. I've used it twice today when I was talking to entrepreneurs. When they asked me what a concept is, I said, close your eyes and tell me what's happening in your business a year from now. If you can't do that, you don't have a concept. If you can do that, then we can then build the financial forecast to support that concept improve the concept. Yeah. yeah. And uh, what are some key uh, parts of the planning stage? You said before you get actually physically started rent, renting a building and, and fitting it out. And so it, what's some key things you need to have in place? Okay. Well, the first thing you got to have is a concept. The second thing is you have to prove that concept by completing a very thorough and comprehensive financial forecast which is going to not just say I'm going to do a million dollars. No, here's what's going to happen. I'm going to, on an average day, I'll do about 20 or 30 customers. The average spend is about $30. I do the math. That comes out to about nine, I do about $900 a day. The products are going to cost me. I've got a, I got a supplier who can supply them for about 33%. So it's going to cost me about $300 in product. I need to hire a couple of staff. That's going to cost me you know, $100 a day. So now I've lost $300 to product, $100 to labor. I got to pay rent. I got light. I got marketing. I got to pay myself. You got to break all that down and you got to prove that what you think is a good idea and a valid concept is actually a sustainable business. Mm. And then 
after you've done the forecast, the next thing you've got to do is you have to do your startup costs. You've got to identify to the penny what it's going to cost you to do it. Okay, I've got, I got to sign a lease. I've got to do the capital improvements. I've got to buy equipment. I've got to buy furniture. I've got to buy fixtures. I've got to train some staff. I've got to get a POS machine. I've got to, I've got to, I've got to, I've got to. You've got to make that list, and you've got to look at it. And once you have the financial forecast and the startup costs, you step back and you look at it. You say, is this worth doing? Is it worth me? You know, giving up everything that I have, putting everything into my business, you know, to make that amount of money and to put myself that much in debt. And if the answer is yes, woohoo, where you go. If the mm. answer is no, well, then you've got to go back and rethink it. So you've mm. got your concept, you've got your financial forecast, you have your startup costs. The next thing you need is a marketing strategy. How am I going to meet those, uh, those revenue numbers? The only way I can meet them is by having an aggressive marketing campaign. Now, in 2017, God invented the internet. He invented so social media. We're going to use it, right? We're going to use all that stuff. And so it doesn't cost us what it used to cost us when we had to rent, you know, balloons and clowns and all that kind of stuff to get, to get, to get, you know, to get found. Got a marketing strategy. Then the last thing you need is you need a very, very good team around you. You cannot do it alone. You cannot, and that's what another mistake. And you're saying, why do people fail? That's, that's another reason why. It's because they go into this thing by themselves. They say, I know everything. No, you don't. You know nothing. You know, you need a lawyer, an accountant, a mentor, a coach. You need some people to help you. You know, you need all those people around you because they will keep you grounded. So those are the, those are the five pillars of, of a successful business. Yeah, that's... Uh... Really appreciate that, Paul. That's some really, really solid insights there. People come to you, Paul. So sometimes when they're before they've even started, I'm sure there's people that you've worked with that have come to you after they've started and they're struggling in their business. Uh, and maybe you've already talked about this, uh, but what what is the most or some of the most common mistakes that you see that business owners are making when they come to you and they're struggling with their business? It's... In most cases, it's they don't have a clearly defined concept. So the customers have no idea who they are. Mm. Okay? Like, I mean, like what, what are you doing, Bob? You know, like you, I, I just don't get it. You know, and people have to get it. And then the next thing is, is that they're usually bad with numbers. And so what they do is they, the first thing they do is hire a bookkeeper. Hire a bookkeeper. And the bookkeeper's going to look after the books. Wrong, wrong, wrong. If you're going to go into business, you've got to be the bookkeeper. You got to know where every single freaking dollar is coming from and where it's going, you know. And that's what it. So I'll ask them a couple of key questions. I'll ask them, you know, like, what do you do on average in business every day? Oh, you know, a couple thousand. Okay. What are your labor costs? What? What are your product costs? When was the last time you did an inventory? What is your pricing strategy? You start asking them business questions about numbers. They have no clue. They don't understand. And. And I'm not talking about ratios. We're not trying to dazzle them with ratios. We're talking about basic common sense business stuff. And that's, I don't suffer existing business owners very well. I don't suffer them very well because the line I always use is that when somebody opens a business, they've got enthusiasm, they've got some money, and they're willing to listen. Someone's been in business for a while. They've got, they got no enthusiasm. They're sort of discouraged. They're broke and they know everything. Mm -hmm. Hey, well, why are you calling me? <laughs> why are you calling me if you're in this state? So if you're willing to, you know, as, as an existing business owner, if you're willing to admit 
that we have to go back to the start, then I can talk to you. Then I can help you because that's in essence what we have to do. If you didn't start at the beginning and you started halfway, when I pick you up halfway, we, I, can't, I can't get you going from there. We got to go back. We got to go back and we're going to lay the foundation exactly what we, as, as we said before. Mm. And a lot of people aren't, aren't willing to do that, but the people who are will survive because it's proven over and over again that if you open your business properly, your chances for success are greatly enhanced because you're all set. Mm. You know, it's a person who's just out doing stuff, right? <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. And can you share with us, Paul, uh, some of your the success stories that you've had with clients, working with clients? Well, we get to, I, I always use current clients, which is always the best, the best thing to do. You know, I'm working with uh, a young woman right now who worked in, who was a, uh, a baker, and she, she was a specialty baker because she did all her baking without, what's the word, what have we got, gluten. So she was a gluten-free baker and she'd been doing it out of her home and she wanted to go and get a storefront. So we talked and we, we put together the plan and we showed that it was going to work and see how it was going to happen. And uh, I even helped her. I even put her, in I put her in touch with somebody who actually built her restaurant for her and uh, her bakery for her. About a week ago, I got a call. She said, Paul, I said, hey, how you doing? I haven't heard from you for a while. She said, I know, I haven't seen you in the, I haven't seen you in the bakery. And it's just, it's about a half an hour away from here. And uh, she said, Paul, I need your help again. Why is that? I need to expand. So that's, and we knew that this was coming. We knew that what she was doing was, was in such demand that all the restaurants, all the hotels, all these, all these specialty, all these specialty B&Bs and everything, that have the dietary concerned clients are, are reaching out to this woman saying, can you give us bread? Can you give us buns? Can you give us this? Can you give us that? And it came. And because we, we put together the plan properly and part of the plan was what is the exit strategy? And there wasn't one. No, I want to expand. And we, rather than expanding into other outlets, we're going to expand into a commercial kitchen where she will just supply all these. So she, she keeps her, 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 uh, her sort of storefront, which is really good for her image. And then, and then we're going to go and we're going to set up another one. So that is one, for example, hmm. we got somebody else who is, I did a plan for somebody who is building and I can't tell you where it is because I'm working under an NDA. They're in a warm climate, say that they're very close to the equator. Okay. A major city close, close to the equator and they are building a snow park. Okay? <laughs> so we did okay. a business plan where we had to get $600 million in funding. So wow. it isn't I just do a business plans for small little you know, co companies that are opening up little mom and pa shops. No, we also do it for big companies. And we got $600 million on a 12-page business plan because it was so clear, so concise, so exact with the financials, all those five pillars that we talked about were in there. Hmm. And this guy got his funding and he's building a snow park with ski hills and toboggan runs and, wow. you know, and sleigh rides and all this stuff in a place where normally people have people who have only seen snow either in a magazine or on television. They've never, ever seen it for real. So it's, 
It's wow. that, it really, and that, the most important part of that was that line that said 600 million with 12 pages. Mm. That's all, this is 2017. People don't want to read anything. Yeah. So yeah. all my plans are like that. They're, they have to be clear, concise, succinct, to the point. Mm. Tell people what it is. Get in, get out. They either make it or they don't. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So that's what gives you sort of both, both sort of, you know, sort of a low end and a high end. And there's, yeah. And I'm so, I'm so lucky because I get you know, I get calls all the time from people and they're so excited because the business works and and it's all because it's set up right. It's so simple. Yeah, Paul, uh, thanks again so much for everything that you shared with us today. Extremely valuable information for all business owners out there, all different types of businesses. This applies to. Is there any final thoughts you had for us, Paul? I would say if you're going to go into business. First thing you got to do is hurry up and slow down. Okay? People get all excited because they're going to go into business. No, slow the heck down and be very deliberate about everything that you do and make sure that you knock, you know, that you basically punch every hole. You cannot miss one. Do them properly, follow that process, and you have the greatest chance for success and find somebody to work with because that person is going to be gold to you. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Paul. Now, and for those that are watching this or listening to this right now, Paul Morgan, uh, we've been speaking with, uh, you can find Paul plan to plan to profit.ca. I'll spell that P L A N the number two P R O F I T dot C A. Paul's obviously available to work with. Uh, you, you can find out more about Paul on his website is that the best place for people to contact you, Paul? Just go to the, go to your website. Yeah, just hit hit the website. There's a you know, there, there's an email there. You can always call. As I said, I answer the phone. I got toll free numbers. I got a bunch of websites out there, but that is the main web website for me, and uh, it's fantastic. And I love I love talking to entrepreneurs because it's so exciting. Yeah, great, great. Thank you. Thanks again so much, Paul, for being with us today. And I want to thank everyone also for being here and watching and listening. I appreciate the time. Hey, John Lagadakis here. If you got something out of today's podcast episode, make sure to subscribe to the podcast as each week I'm doing more of these valuable interviews. Also, share it with your friends. Now, if you want to get in contact with me, you can do so anytime through my website, johnlegadakis.com. There's also a lot of great free resources there to help you to get more traffic and leads for your business. This is John Legadakis signing off. I'll see you all next time.